Podcast. You come home to me. First uh, of all, Timmy, again. What did I miss? Again. What did I miss? Again. Just another man out of Boston. Uh, How crazy. dare you? How dare you yeah, freeze How us is out? that not on there? That is you just suck. crazy. I'm giving, <laughs> That's I'm giving us a point. the single greatest Boston reference of all time. I'm giving us a point good. for you eliminating dancing in the streets of Hyannis. 50 years of music with 50-year-old white guys. Fellas, what's happening? Good to to see you here in the the post-holiday glow. Uh, Have the the holidays gone well uh, for you, Jeff Simon? They have. My parents are uh, in the air on their way back home. They are actually one of the four people in America that successfully flew Southwest Airlines today. <laughs> so they're feeling pretty psyched about that. Oh, um, has Southwest had some trouble? I didn't, you know, not didn't to know. date this podcast for future listeners, but it was not a good week for the little <laughs> airline that want the want to get away. Uh, was a bad slogan for this for this week for them. Oh, want to sit in the Denver airport and slowly go crazy is their new slogan. So, oh. no, thank you for asking. Very nice. Nice to have the boy home from college. Woo! And um, and lots of uh, lots of good food. Yeah, Ben, Ben, you've been through this before. Jeff and I are going through it for the first time. Like you send your kid away. How cool is it when they come back? Oh, it's super lovely. The, both of the girls are home, and it's been really, really nice. We had a lovely weekend in Nashville, just the four of us. Oh, great. Um, we've had uh, really, really, really nice family visits. We had India's family visit uh, over Christmas, and we've got my family in town now. But as I said before we started recording, this is the sixth night in a row I've cooked dinner for more <laughs> than 10 people, including dinners of 14 and 16. So I'm, I mean, that's, uh, just, that's just I'm pasta. At the end of my a lot of pasta every night. Just go. No, dude, we had some fancy tacos tonight. I just closed strong. All That's right. awesome. So what is what is in the Ben Barton fancy taco? What is the go-to ingredient? Oh, so list? my sister-in-law does not eat meat, so that the A game is the tacos <laughs> al pastor, yeah. which is like the braised pork oh, yeah. with the yeah. pineapple in it, yep. and then you broil it at the end so it's burnt. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And then guac and uh, fancy coleslaw. And then I just went ahead and fried up some uh, fish. So we had fish tacos, too. Nice. Wow. That's a feast. Indeed. Well, you got you you got those 10 people aren't going to feed themselves, Timmy. 10 servings of ramen. Let's go. (laughs) We are in that we are in that situation where all the family is left and we have the leftovers. Um... And we we are a small little family with a fridge full of the same food. So. Uh, Susan and I are playing the how do we take these six ingredients and make it into something different game tonight. <laughs> That's hilarious. That'll be fun. Well, we have a problem uh, because Helen and I on Christmas night invite members of the community over for like dessert and drinks. So everyone's had their Christmas morning. They've had their Christmas dinner. And now let's get together for some good cheer. The amount of chocolate that's left over in my house, and I'm just like, mm. throw it away, throw it away. My son's like, what? It's chocolate. You know what happens? I eat the chocolate. Yes, you do. I do. Just, I just got to stop. I've become, um, the, the thing that uh, became part of our Christmas tradition are the little spiced gumballs. Yeah. And I am 
I am not to be trusted around the bowl of spice gumballs. Like every time I walk through the hall, the room with the spice gumballs, I'm like, I should definitely have at least four of these. And like, and then I'm talking like through the room to the front door, and I'm like, nope, no one there. Back through the room, more gumballs. Like I have still no, no one at all. Those things have bested me. All right. Well, it is great to see the two of you. Uh, I'm so happy your holidays are, are going so well. Um, but let's get down to brass tacks. It's the most important podcast we've ever done. Yeah, there we go. The musical road trip has led us to Boston. The climax of our New England trilogy. Raise your hand if you're super excited. <laughs> All that, that is that's a finger. not a hand that's not a that's hand not a hand man <laughs> that's only one um, fifth one fifth uh, of the hand in salute to boston so welcome to 50 years of music <laughs> with 50 year old white guys on the electrocast podcast network uh before we get to boston some quick housekeeping i've got a lovely friend here at school who's uh, a young faculty member and I was touched. He came up and he said, uh, I, I, I enjoy your podcast so much. I'm like, oh, thanks. And he goes, and, you know, I'm, I'm right in the uh, in the 2000s of season two. And you guys are really hitting your stride. Um, and the the podcast is just going great. It's just so fun to listen to. I'm like, oh, Stephen, thank you so much. It's great of you to say. The next day I see him, he's like, well, I spoke too soon. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, it was the one where you were in Utah. That did not go. <laughs> <laughs> and it was that Page, Arizona hotel Wi-Fi. He, he did say, Ben, that you crushed it on your uh, your Kesha talk. But oh, nice. apparently the production value of that particular podcast. We might just have to exit out. You know, no, man, when you do 120 of these things and counting, you have to have a couple of charming face plants. Charming. We should do it like the very first one where we re-record it. There you go. We'll send yeah. you back to Arizona with a better Wi-Fi connection. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. Um, and then other uh, housekeeping news. Jeff, you have news. I have news. I'm so uh, excited uh, that that the three of us haven't talked about this news yet. And so let's share the good news with the listeners. I, uh, in addition to being a proud member of this Electrocast podcast, I just signed uh, a recording artist contract with Electrocast Records, which kicks in uh, actually today. Today, the contract officially became official. So unbelievable. Um, uh, we're going to release a bunch of... Uh, Jeff Simon's music through Electrocast Records in 2023. We're going to do some covers that celebrate this podcast. We're going to Woo! do some original stuff. We're going to try to get the Waffle Barrel Boys back in a room together and make some music. It should be uh, super fun. So I, I'm thrilled to be joining the Electrocast family uh, in a second way. And I went to the uh, Christmas toast, holiday toast that the guys hosted last week. Mark and, met and a bunch Peter of our, hosted, uh, yeah met a bunch of our fellow podcasters and uh they they got a nice little uh crew of cool people that they've uh built together it should be a really fun year Love for us it. next year i think so yeah super thrilled and it's hilarious and we'll see what this old fart can uh put together for the next I, 12 months so ben do you think we ought to be on one of the songs 
No, absolutely hard. <laughs> Let me say a couple of things. First, I'm really proud of Jeff. I'm thrilled for him. So I just want to note, though, I'm the uh-huh. only non-corporate stooge. I'm it. I'm the last <laughs> remaining voice of Gen X who's here on this podcast. <laughs> Everyone knows Timmy's in management. Yeah, I think Timmy might even be management. And now Jeff yeah. has signed on as well. He went to the yeah. party. So now it's just me. I'm a voice alone in the wilderness. You totally are. The only one you can trust is Ben. There's no e- question about it. Ethan Hawk, just walking around grumpy. Who else is going to so bite the good. hand that feeds us? If yeah. it's only me, I mean, I can only get part of the hand. Oh, God, hilarious. <laughs> That's so funny. So the Brinks truck backing up to the Simon's boop, house. Boop, boop. Yep. I, I will say this. I have made exactly the same amount of money with my new Electrocast recording contract as I have with this podcast. Okay. Okay. The night is. But young, that is entirely sir. my fault, not theirs. So I'm going to work on that. I'm going to work on that. So. Uh, all right. Well, let's get to Boston. And when you're flying into Boston, you're not flying on Southwest Air. You're flying on Eastern Airlines, the old school. And this is the song you'll hear as you touch down at Logan Airport. Um. Jeff, we, we don't have the music yet. Well, that sucks because when I made you co-host, I it shuts off the sharing. Because that, that timing on that was perfect. I was so proud of myself. <laughs> All right, say that again. Say Logan Airport again. Yeah, because when you're flying in on Eastern Airlines, touching down at Logan Airport, this is the song that's going to play. I'm going to tell you a story. doesn't get you up and out of your seat wait you're neither of you are up and out of your seat i gotta say there's two things i never noticed before um (laughs) the first is i never really listened to that lyric muggers bums and thieves but they're good people i know i love that (laughs) and then that is a horrible drum fill coming out of that love that dirty water I've never heard how, how clumsy that is. Like, I can't believe they didn't re-record that. That's You're a complaint about a drum fill where that keyboard part is just sitting there. <laughs> yeah, that keyboard. keyboard part. It's like they got somebody out of a home, slapped mittens on them, and they just are banging on them. <laughs> what I what I love is that a young Smash Mouth heard that and was like, that right there. That's, that's our sound. <laughs> that is the uh Shondells, Jeff Simons. The Standells. Standells. The Standells. I was hoping you were going to find the Bronson Arroyo version. Do you know he has oh a version? God. He did not record oh, yeah. that. Bronson Arroyo oh. has a version. It's awesome. Number 61. Oh, look at you. I don't know why I remember that. I, all I remember about Bronson Arroyo is that uh, when he switched from the Red Sox to the Reds and he had to go to the plate, he, stud- he suddenly stopped hitting every other batter on the knuckles. 
Like Bronson Arroyo, <laughs> Bronson Arroyo hit every batter that ever got no, hit. No, the inside plate such, is his. That's all he he's was saying. Such a shithead oh. about led that way, and then they traded him to the Reds, and all of a sudden his control was so much better because he had to go and get in the batter's box. Well, we are not. We are not going to go down. Years. There'll be no uh, favorite Boston sports memory uh, on this podcast. We'll okay, stay away from enough. sports altogether. But honestly, I would like to hear about visits. Have Have either of you gone to Boston and spent any time there? Any uh, law conventions in Boston, Ben? I've been to Boston for work and uh, for personal items. I wasn't going to say pleasure because it wasn't a pleasure. <laughs> but I have been there for personal reasons. Did you I've not? like it uh one of the times i was there my mom was in the hospital for a month oh, so that was a oh, that part. sounds terrible okay uh, although good hospitals yeah no fantastic she's alive so i, I can't yeah. about that was she at mass general yeah oh my god yeah, let's, let's go mass general. Boston hospital. Right. you know what you just reminded me of is that simpsons where lisa writes the why is america so great essay uh-huh. and she's up against that kid who does the liberty bell ding dong the sound of the liberty bell <laughs> Ding, excellent schools, dong, quality hospitals. <laughs> uh, all right, Jeff, what about you? Did oh, you I've been to Boston play? a ton of times. I've played, I've played many a gig in Boston at right. many different places. Uh, and I've been there to visit friends. I, I think the first time I spent any real time there, um, my friend Mike went to Boston University and I visited him his freshman and sophomore year, I think. And then my okay. friend Red lived up there. And then uh yeah, I mean I've been, you know, and uh, Me. you know, I my an ex uh, partner of mine grew up there. So I spent quite right. a lot of time with uh with her family. So I've been to Boston a, a ton. And so, we drove and I, we drove from Vermont to the Red Sox game that we one did. Summer. That's right. Yeah, and we from saw, Breadloaf. Um, Remember that was the game where the your starting pitcher like fell on the third pitch. He like, fell off the mound, and they ended up losing like sixteen to three. That was it. A tough was one. a rough, rough drive. It was Mark Portugal. Yeah. That's who it was. It Look was, at it was, you! Oh my god! Yeah, that was fun. Uh, but I, right. I, you know, yeah, Boston. I've had a lot of fun in Boston. No question about it. Uh, have you played any gigs? Where, where, which? Well, the best bars? gig I ever played in Boston was with Rich Price at the Paradise Lounge. Oh, that play was the really, paradise. That That's was a good. great place. That was a really good gig. We, it was one of our first really good shows on that tour. Like, you know, it's like the fourth of, and actually, that's where we met Joe DeVoe. We had, uh, we'd been a quartet, and then we we uh, we really wanted to add a keyboardist, and we had two days off in Boston, so we like met Joe and rented a rehearsal space and taught him the whole set in a day. Wow. And then I think then we went up and played the State Theater in Portland and then came back down and played the Paradise Lounge. And that was the first night Joe like knew the songs and was like a part of the band. And I remember that night. I remember that night Joe and I invented. We just joked that we should just start a song that descends and never stops descending like a da 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 da. And when Rich came on stage that night, Adam, Joe and I broke into it like a little jazzy Oh no! And Rich kept waiting for it to stop, and we just never stopped <laughs> descending. He finally turned around. He's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> Good for Rich. I still remember that. Ah, uh, fun stuff. All right. Well, gosh, there's so much to talk about with Boston, but I, I think the number one game I want to play tonight is which date was best. I'm going to give you three dates I had. And the Ooh. artists we went to see, 
and you tell me which date was the best and why. Okay, here's your first date. Uh, when I was working at the Boston Globe, I took a photographer to a James Taylor concert. When I was at Northeastern University, I took a fellow English major to a Van Morrison concert. And when I was working at a restaurant, I took a waitress to a Pogues concert. Which date went the best and why? I mean, you want to say it, Ben, or? No, you get to choose. I you would say. You uh, first pick? I mean, I, like, uh, the Pogues went the best. No question. Band super drunk. You got super drunk. You don't remember what happened. You woke up the next day, hungover, but you were together. <laughs> it must have worked out. What about the James Taylor? James Taylor, you got super drunk. You <laughs> puked yourself sick. <laughs> Concert was awful. She never spoke to you again. And the Van Morrison, he showed up an hour and a half late, played for 20 minutes, got mad. Cursed at you a... out. Cursed you personally out. <laughs> right. It got mad like when a firefly got in the lights and walked uh, off stage. And then, you know, yeah, that would be but, my guess. Well, the, uh, the Pogues concert was the best. That was the no best question. experience. Um, went with uh, someone who would be my girlfriend, and we had a great time. And the Saw Doctors were there. And if you don't know the Saw Doctors and you really want to hear fun Irish music, go ahead. Um, yeah, James Taylor's just boring, man. Oh, that was a, that was a tough date. That was a tough date. And when uh, when that when that internship ended, I I, I let that go sailing away. Uh, and then uh, Van Morrison, great concert, great date. Um, but it was that awkward thing where she was the one standing up and dancing and no one else was uh, dancing. Oh, and blocking the views of the, oh, yeah, the, the older her. people. Yeah, it was that awkward thing. And so am I going to get up and dance with her when I don't know the songs very well? I was I, I was put on the spot. I wasn't comfortable at all. Whereas at the Pogues, you do not have to worry about. There is no such thing as personal space. No, it was like an Irish music festival at a, a racetrack. So, yeah, it was fine. Timmy, did she uh, like it when you were like, sit the fuck down? No one else is standing. <laughs> sit the fuck down. Did she like that or did she not like that? I did not say that, Ben Barton. I'm a gentleman on a on a first date, for Pete's sake. I think I know who the, the Pogues date was. I think that she was still I don't I don't think we tangentially should, in I don't the picture. think we should mention any names. Uh okay. except Bobby and Santa Fe when he was unwrapping those individually wrapped cookies. Yes. Bobby was very excited. Uh, all right. Okay, I do know. I do know who that is. Then. That's great. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, Jeff Simons, do you have the Boston compilation ready for us? Oh, God, yes. Oh, I just download- I downloaded it like four seconds before we started the podcast. So there are I hope fif- it'll work. 15 songs for us tonight. Oh, you got God. your pens and pencils ready, your paper ready. I need you all to name 11 artists in the oh, Boston God. compilation. Are you ready, buddy? No, not at all. This okay. is going to be a disaster. Here we go. She comes from Boston. These are the times that try men's souls. Oh, I've got this one. In the one. course of our nation's history, the people of Boston have rallied bravely whenever the rights of men have been threatened. Sweet 
They really rock it in Boston and Pittsburgh, PA. Come home to me. First uh, of all, Timmy, again. What did I miss? Again. What did I miss? Again. Just another man out of Boston. Uh, yeah, how easy. dare you? How dare you yeah, freeze How is out? that not on there? That is you just suck. crazy. I'm giving, <laughs> That's I'm giving us a point. single greatest Boston reference of all time. I'm giving us a, a point good. for you eliminating dancing in the streets of Hyannis from this. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm very disappointed. All right. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, All right. Um, one more run through. Ben, I oh, think I sorry. have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Ooh. Ten. I think I got ten on the first pass. So we'll see. All right, we'll see. We need but eleven. Top, I don't have the top one. Oh, I don't that. have that at all. I have indigo girls with a smirk, <laughs> but I know it's not. <laughs> all right, one more try. <laughs> America, help us get the eleven. I got this one. Come to Boston for the springtime. All right. I don't think we're going to get 11. Rambling boy, won't you settle down? All right. All from right. the top, who is the dork at the top, Tim? I have no idea. Uh, you got to give me a guess. Uh, Gordon Lightfoot. It is Kenny Chesney with his hit, Boston. Okay. I have no shame about that. The second song, I believe, is the Kingston Trio doing MTA. That is correct. Mm. Uh, ben, what's number three? Oh, thank you, Jeff, for giving me number three. Steely Dan. Steely Dan, Hey 19. Um, all right, Ben, I mean, Jeff, back to you for number four. That's Jenny Lewis, late bloomer. That is correct, Jenny Lewis. Uh, number five, Ben Barton. Is that the kind of crows? It oh, is good not. Guess. I don't know. It's some counting crows. I think I've heard this band, but I can't for the life of remember who it is. I just so. saw them about a month and a half ago. Oh, it's the um 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 uh Augustana. Augustana is? is correct. Yes, Augustana. Yeah, well, you shouldn't give us that. All right. Uh number six. Huey Lewis. No, it's Bob Seeger. Bob Seeger is correct. Bob Seeger, right? Got nice. the fire down below. I also left Huey Lewis off of this list. You did. Uh, number seven. You did help us with Chuck Berry. Yeah. Great. Yeah. 
Good Chuck Berry. We had it for Pittsburgh as well. I love that song though. Um, all right, eight is really hard. Yeah, I got no idea. Nothing. Nothing. That is Vampire Weekend. Ben, Whoa. where are you? That didn't sound like them at all. Ladies of Cambridge. Ladies of Cambridge. How that is so fucking perfect for that band. <laughs> The uh, ladies of Cambridge. <laughs> Jeff uh, Simons, number nine. Steady. All right. Or Craig hold Fan, steady. one of the two. I don't, yeah. Yeah, it's hold steady. Uh, all right, 10's hard. I, I mean, it, I, I gave you a lot, too, to work with. I know. No, it's, it sounds like either Paul Revere or the Raiders or like a Birds ripoff. Like I, but I'm assuming it's some like nuggets. I had the kinks. It's got to be an American thing, though, right? It's some nuggetsy, like, yeah. Like it's, garage rocky thing. It's the birds. Do I no get, way. I'm going to give you a half a credit there. You Why said is a, it a, is you it said a, a birds like bird? thing. No, it's the birds. It's the birds. Yeah, that's pretty impressive, Jeff. Well done. <laughs> I can't believe I got that. <laughs> Number totally. eleven. I think that's Buffalo Tom. It is Buffalo Tom. Excellent. Nice. That's a great get. That's a really good get. Uh, number twelve. That's a dropkick Murphy's. All right. That's then, a that's a Will Simon's favorite. That's, that's it how is. Know yeah, he Lovely. loves those guys. Uh, and, then, and whatever this synth thing you gave us, I have no who idea. Who does one night at Bangkok? That's um uh, uh, Paul Hardcastle? Is no, he was no 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 nineteen. Oh, you're right. Uh, one night in Bangkok was um ah oh, I can't oh, remember. I one can't, night in Bangkok above the, the waistline. <laughs> That is not who it is. It's gorillas. Wow. No way. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 14 is the stones. Excellent. Stones. And 15 Check. is three, four, five, Loggins. six, seven. But it's not Kenny Loggins. It's the other Eight, Loggins, right? It is. It is, da- uh, is it Dave, Dave Loggins? Loggins. Okay. All right. Wow. That's a great get. Nice I've heard job. That song makes me laugh a lot. I've heard I that. Love Please that come song. to Boston song. So great. <laughs> she said no. I know. Um, all right. Well, you got 10.5, but I'll yeah. go ahead. It is the holiday season. I'll give you the, the birds for the uh for the win. Woo! So, Bill Janovitz from Buffalo Tom has a uh has become a hell of a writer about yeah. music. He wrote a great book about exile on Main Street. Um, and his pod his uh Twitter feed is uh highly recommended if you're a music guy. Awesome. He's a good awesome. dude. Yeah, we should get him on. We should get Bill on. Hey, he's really good friends with my friend Billy Glasner. Oh, um, make so that happen. I'll I'll see what I can do. Because because remember, I told you the story of of talking him uh, backstage at the Toad. Right. That's right. That's um, right. So yeah, we should get him on. And and by the way, we, we have get a, Billy on too. Actually, we have a great artist in residence uh, this week for Boston with Tanya Donnelly from the breeders not the pixies gosh i can't believe i blew that i can't believe you did that too i can't believe i did that <laughs> throwing muses and belly uh yeah tanya donnelly was great Sat yeah we had a nice chat last night and talked about the music scene in boston so please check that podcast out when you get a chance all right we said that the favorite sons of new england uh, were Fish, the most successful New England band, excluding Boston. Because in my head, I was thinking Aerosmith was a Boston band. But then Ben Barton pulled the son of P. New Hampshire gambit and <laughs> qualified Aerosmith as a New England band. 
But of course, like the greatest selling band of New England, the greatest selling band of Boston, no matter where it is, is Aerosmith. And so we have to call them the favorite sons of Boston and play their most popular song on Spotify. And people, Ben Barton's going to have to eat this song because last week he said that new Aerosmith was superior to old Aerosmith. And if you're going to claim new Aerosmith as your own, you're going to have to listen to this song. I could stay awake just to hear you breathing. Watch you smile while you are sleeping. While you're far away and dreaming. I could spend my life in this sweet surrender. I could stay lost in this moment forever Every moment spent with you is a moment I treasure First of all, wow. that is the theme from Armageddon. Do I have that, that is right? correct? They're you have that absolutely song. correct. That is oh, correct. Man. That makes yeah. me super happy. I'm thrilled. I didn't even mind that. That was fine. <laughs> that was fine. Anytime you have Aerosmith with a full orchestra and those soaring oh, the strings. Part when they oh, came in. Yeah. Listen, I just don't Ooh. want to miss a thing. <laughs> our, that uh, song sucks so bad. That movie is as good as that song, by the way. <laughs> Disagree. Movie also excellent. <laughs> movie sucked. I mean, is that the movie where Ben Affleck get? eats the animal cracker off Liv Tyler's stomach? Am I remembering that movie correctly? First of all, we call that love. Maybe that's called something different in your household. Yeah, it's, it is called something different in my household. <laughs> oh wait, I just I just <laughs> put two and two intention. together. That was Steven Tyler singing about his daughter's romance. That's yes. right. Yes. Whoa. Which, as we know, in rock and roll history, is always an incredibly comfortable event and everything's <laughs> fine. <laughs> okay. Um, this portion of the podcast is brought to you by TripAdvisor. It's actually not, but we pretend it is until they back up the Brinks truck. Uh, top five places to visit in Boston. Uh, are you in or are you out on a tour of Fenway Park? Totally. You should definitely see a game at Fenway Park. I've been three or four tour? times. You don't have to take a tour. That's the Thank number you. one thing is a tour of Fenway Thank Park. You, That's ben wack. Barton. That's right. You go and you get a seat in the bleachers. Yeah. And oh, you, you seven mean like Bud walking Lights. around it? Yes, yeah, they have these tours. You have to pay for a tour yeah. when it's not even a game. Oh, that's awful. Oh, I do think terrible. the seats in Fenway are hilariously uncomfortable. They are they built are for good. they are built for eighteen ninety five asses, and I mean <laughs> none of us is a particularly wide berth, but I can't imagine what it's like for the average twenty first century American to yeah, try to sit. You get a person yeah. sitting next to you. Oof, it's rough. Oh yeah, it's, say, like, a, so it's like a whole to... muffin top thing. I mean, it's <laughs> it's bad. I've been at twenty five different American baseball parks. Yeah, closing in on it, and Fenway was really fantastic. It's yeah, like one of the five best ones you can see. It really stands out. Um, it's awesome. 
It's such a great part. I, uh, I, I used to work for the cable company. My brother still works for the cable company that broadcasts Red Sox games. And I remember that summer I'd go down to, uh, uh Lansdowne Street and I'd get a sandwich and I'd come back and I'd eat my sandwich in the stands just by myself just in an empty ballpark it was gorgeous setting for a for a tuna on rye um all right second thing top five places to visit or things to do in Boston the Boston Ghost Trolley Tour no hard pass help us out I know golly all right how about number three a Harvard University walking tour. For those that no. didn't get in, come on, what is happening here? All right. Uh, what about a harbor cruise around the uh, the harbor islands there? No, we, no. When do we you're get not to going on a walk and the family. When do we get to like that? a 3 a.m. cheeseburger and fribble at Friendly's when you're a little bit, <laughs> you're a little loose? And that must be in the uh, top 20. Number yeah. five. It is the Freedom Trail walking tour with a costumed guide. I think oh, whoever yeah. was writing the trip advisor for Boston is a little punchy. I'm not sure what happened. I love the you requirement. Get to kick the guy's the ass at the end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine tour of Sully's beach house is missing. Like I would assume that's like two or three. I mean, the greatest place I would bring people to is uh, the littlest bar in Boston, which was just the tiniest bar you've ever been to. Could probably only fit, I don't know, 15 people at a time, uh, just swallowed up by giant buildings. Eventually, the littlest bar in Boston closed. Sad. Is it Cheers in Boston, too? You should go to Cheers. And no, don't go to Cheers. Do, 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 I, do, I think do, that's do. in the Minneapolis airport you're thinking of. <laughs> It is also in the Detroit airport with an, an they used to have an animatronic oh, norm. Yeah, totally. You remember that? <laughs> that like the fake Norman Cliff. Yeah. That's so sad. America is just an amazing so place. So sad. All right. Let's get to our three songs or albums or events, people, places. Uh, who wants to go first tonight? Jeff, do it. All right, I'm going to cheat. I have two because um, one of the things that keeps us going as music fanatics, speaking for my my partner, Ben, here, is the uh, always trying to hear a thing that you may have missed, right? Like one of the things Ben does at the end of every year is he gets out that Metacritic list and he grinds his way through all really of the cool. weird records that yeah, people literally have just told him. Yay, yeah. all right. And, now, and the thing is, most of the time, like, if you get to the point where where you're like Ben and myself, and you've listened up to, to tens of thousands of bands and hundreds of thousands of songs, like you could tell pretty quickly whether something's good or up your alley or, you you know, and like every once in a while, a record will surprise you on the third or fourth listen. But the hunt is the best part. Like there's nothing more exciting than reading about a record. And it sounds like one you might love and you put it on in the first 30 seconds. You're like, oh, my oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is so good. And for whatever reason, a lot of little bands that made one good record or five good songs are Boston bands for me. Like I there's a I don't really when I was going through the list of bands from Boston, I was really surprised that there wasn't a band where I was like, oh, this is my band. Like I love I like four albums by this band. There are a couple that are close. But what I wanted to do was just play 30 seconds of two one off bands that that showed up made a great record it disappeared that i still love to listen to um the first one is from 1990 it's a band called the cave dogs 
Okay. They made two records and disappeared. But the first track of the first Cave Dogs record, which is called Joy Rides for Shut Ins, um, I just I, this record kicked ass like from the jump. And it's just a great example of like any almost every band that hangs in there, spends a year together learning how to play and has a good musician in it can write one just absolute kick ass number. So I'm going to start by playing a little bit of a song called Tater Country by the Cave Dogs. Can we talk about their album title? Isn't that a great name? That's a great title. Yeah, it's a great title. And then one of the things I like about this band is they they actually remind me of Boston itself. It's It's a pretty irreverent record that takes itself not too seriously and then takes itself way too seriously. And it's on those two sides of the coin. Anyway, here's a little bit of Tater Country. Great stuff. Yeah, the other band I want to um, talk about is Just Like This. It's a band from the mid-80s. They were called Moving Targets, and they're kind okay. of like they're the great lost Husker Du band. Again, two records, three three guys, three chords in a cloud of dust, like super high energy. There's something about the Boston scene. There were a bunch of these like trios making like 150-second songs where a million things are happening, which if you've paid any attention to this podcast is so up my alley. So <laughs> this is from a record called landing on water or burn. I'm sorry, burning in water. Very different from 1986. And this is a song called faith from uh, moving targets. Either of these bands, like, the, you know, I would say, check them out, except that I'm playing you the two best songs. So if you like these two songs, you should listen to these two songs <laughs> and I will not vouch for the rest of their their longer catalogs. But I just thought Boston would be the podcast where I, I celebrate the search for the search for new music, the perpetual never ending search for a song you haven't heard. That is just great. So here's Faith by Moving Targets.
so cool. I mean, there's so many bands we could put in there, right? Like Buffalo Tom, Del Fuego's, Letters to Cleo. I mean, yep, yeah. And it was such a fun time to be into music. And actually, I, you know, I, I think my kids are my oldest two. Like they're at that age of kind of discovering bands on their own, and you know, new new songs, and like, Dad, hear this. It's like, oh wow, that's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, it's funny like, with Spotify, like they're finding music the way they're finding it one song at a time. Yeah. Like, at least my kid is. My kid will be like, you ever heard this song? And I'm like, yeah, you should listen to these other 25. And he's like, hey, yeah. slow down, egghead. Slow down. You know, so <laughs> one song at a time. But both of those songs came out, uh, what, 35, 40 years ago now. And right. they are under 20,000 listens on Spotify. You know what I mean? Like they're they, yeah, right. not bands anybody's ever heard of. And I love that. I love that. There's always if you just hang in there and keep your ears open, you will hear cool stuff you missed. Um, and so that that's my celebration for the, the cave dogs and moving targets are examples of like bands that nerds like us have listened to and nobody else has until now. Woo! And you're welcome. It's yeah. like this podcast is the mixtape you would give a friend. Well, maybe not. Maybe not a good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Not that. Uh, all right, Ben Barton, that's your segue. So I've already discussed Aerosmith. And of course, I did a lengthy dissertation uh, on the band yes, Boston. Yes, you did. <laughs> so I'm sad to report the low-hanging fruit has already been harvested. So, Timmy, I was going to choose a great Boston hip-hop act. Perhaps uh, you can enlighten us. What's a great Boston hip-hop act? Are you are you talking Belviv DeVoe? Oh, Belviv DeVoe is on my list, my friend. But I did not. I thought they were insufficiently representative. Okay, what do, you, what do you got? So my, my, my first go-to was House of Pain. Uh, uh, they had a surly uh, white kid and a Celtics jersey. With a like, oh my a, god, I know where you are going, and I just got so like, happy. Sounded like Scottish music behind him. It's and Irish like, music. Oh, look How at dare these you? Angry white assholes. They must be from Boston, but nope, they're, they're from, from LA. Oh, like, are they really racist Celtics fans? They are not from Boston. <laughs> I'm just gonna give you the heads up. If you see a white person in a Celtics jersey and they're not from Boston, just you can fill in the blanks. <laughs> Take from a there. break. <laughs> no, my friends. I take you back. Larry Curtis Johnson. Anyone know who Larry Curtis Johnson is? He's better known as Maury Starr. Okay. American <laughs> musician, songwriter, and record producer. Listen to his, his uh, career before he becomes a promoter. Okay. Johnson was a member of the Johnson Brothers, parentheses, not to be confused with the Brothers Johnson from Los Angeles. <laughs> And the, quote, seminal electro group known as the John Zun Crew with brothers Michael Johnson and Sony Johnson. Awesome so far. Like, Wikipedia is just a rich load of this kind of stuff. In 1980, Chase's Star records his two solo R&B albums, Flaming Star and Spacey Lady. <laughs> Sad to report, <laughs> those were not very popular. In 1982, Star discovered what bands in a talent show? New Edition. New edition. Ah, oh, this is so good. Candy Girl, is this the end of popcorn love? Oh, is Despite this the, the album's end? success in a oh. lengthy tour, new edition members were paid less than $2 each. <laughs> <laughs> and they fired Star in 1993, accusing him of embezzlement. I don't know why they complained. 
Can you imagine if you had a number one album and you got paid two dollars by your manager? What what was there to be mad about? Oh, that is unbelievable. He followed it up with another boy band. Is that in sync? In sync? No, new the new kids. kids on the block. Oh, that's N-K-O-T-B. what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah, the NKOTB. But that's not my selection, Timmy. Okay. <laughs> you're just trolling. It's I love that you're just trolling. trolling. Of NKOTB, also a Maury Star production. Can you name it? Marky Mark and the Funky Marky Bunch. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because nothing says Boston hip hop like oh Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. This yeah, is but terrible. Stardust. At 2.20 in the breakdown section of Good Vibrations. And hold on. I just want to clarify that I am also drug-free, so put the crack up. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) Donnie D's on the back of drug-free, so put the crack up. No need for speed, I'm anti-D-I-U-G-G-I-E, my body is selfie. Feel it, baby. that piano solo oh wow. there's a piano solo because it's pure hip-hop no sellout yep. oh my god now that song and uh my songs had seventeen thousand listens that song's at 60 million and climbing it's incredible way, as much as i love to make fun of it it's a banger that's yeah, a banger i, I really love is. that song is it's, that did marie star write that no 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 it's a donnie and mark uh co-production but maurice star is still still pulling the strings I he part hadn't stolen that... enough from nkot <laughs> yeah by then to get he's fired. still giving two dollars uh, my favorite part of that is that the it's not enough to have that stupid bass line but you have to have a voice going bo 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 fucking kills me the production of it is actually great it sounds great yeah it really does all i can think of those classic ones that's a that's a massive number one hit worldwide hit second single Top 10 hit. Third single, <laughs> number 60 on the Billboard chart. Fourth single, shoot me in the head. Like, this is like, yep. didn't even limp out of the barn before yes. single. The, when uh, he starts rapping, all I can think about is Andy Sandberg on uh, Saturday Night Live. Oh, uh, Mark, Marky Mark talking to farm animals. Where's your mother? <laughs> that is so great. It's a great choice. It's a great. I thought you were going to go with third base is the gas face. Oh, are they, they from Boston? Boston? No. Or maybe they're, they're from, from Brooklyn. Yeah, they're, they're from, from Brooklyn. Because, yeah. I mean, remember when they came to Haverford and oh, then they got real well. inappropriate at that party? Yeah. That was classic. <laughs> Wait, they performed at the party or they performed? No, they, they performed and then they went to a party afterwards and they thought they were in Brooklyn and they were at a very tight-ass <laughs> little liberal arts college. And 
they uh, they rolled in and just upset the apple cart very uh -oh. very quickly. Uh oh, that's not good. All right, well I'm gonna I'm gonna bring us home by talking actually about new edition because when uh, gosh my family moved and I got sent into the city to go to school uh, to Catholic Memorial High School and I was this little suburban kid going into West Roxbury. Um, and that's when I really got into new edition and really, uh, kind of, kind of started singing new edition songs, uh, wherever I went, I wasn't on that first album, Ben, I was on the second album with, uh, Mr. Telephone man and cool it now, uh, some great, great songs. And, and it's like, do I pick a new edition song or do I pick a Bobby Brown song? Like my prerogative, because I loved Bobby Brown. And then I started looking on the Wikipedia page and, and realized the number of times Bobby Brown has been arrested for drunk driving. And I figured I cannot support that. Fool me once, like, Bobby Brown. <laughs> like 17 DUIs. I'm like, dear Lord, hire someone to drive you. It's his uh, prerogative. And by the way, I'm the DUIs get me are not, the like he's not. He's got a lot worse things going on than the DUIs. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I know. I read those pages, too. Jeepers. Um you know, so he's then, one of the witnesses. Am I right about this? He's the guy who spent the night with Tyson before the Brown, the Brown fight. He's oh, the guy who that. reports on the amount of cocaine and Japanese hookers that came in and out of the room all night. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, where is this? Where did you read this? I'm really into that weird story where Mike Tyson loses to Buster Douglas. Yeah. And oh. um, apparently he loses because he's just like, uh, like just has a, a mess running spigot of cocaine and Japanese hookers in <laughs> the room the entire spigot. night before the fight. Oh my God. And that still almost so wins. much. <laughs> and Buster gets him in the night. All right. So anyways, I didn't want to pick Bobby Brown. I do like Ralph Tresvant uh, and a stone cold gentleman. Great song. Johnny Gill joins the band, but it's the three guys who are forgotten. The three guys who weren't lead singers who go off and form Belle Bib DeVoe. They're going to do it. I yeah. am. And they I, start, it was, I insisted, Ben. I insisted. They, they get together, I think, with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis and essentially kick off New Jack uh, hip hop. And this is their big hit, Poison. And by the way, this song's been listened to. 198 million times on Spotify, Ooh. which is not nearly enough. <laughs> like, people, get your act together and listen to this song sufficiently. This should have a billion listens for sure. Ah! Yeah, Spider Man and Freeze in full effect. Uh -huh. wrong? I'm ready. Ready to I'm ready, Slick. Are you? Oh yeah, take it down. Girl, I must warn you. I sense something strange in my mind. Yo, situation is let's kill it cause we run out of time.
て。So great! Oh, what a song! I, I'm actually going to insist before this podcast ends that Ben do a seated dramatic reading of the greatest hits liner notes from Bell b e l d e v o e CD in like a leather chair. It is one of my favorite memories of my of the 90s of having Ben walk me through so happy with the, the liner notes of the Bill B. DeVoe Greatest Hits CD, which somehow has 17 tracks on it. <laughs> Timmy, what's your second favorite song from this record? Isn't it something incredibly dirty? What's the name of it? The name of the record, Poison, is their first record. Right. No, but what's, the, what's their second hit? It's got 10 tracks. Uh, it's something like do me isn't it do me or something no it's uh, it according is. do me exclamation point is <laughs> yes. the second one yes, that's sorry. not my favorite though okay what's your favorite <laughs> uh my favorite is ronnie bobby ricky mike ralph and johnny parentheses word to the mother that's yeah. my favorite that's the fifth song on the record <laughs> i love that one uh, ronnie bobby ricky and mike oh. ralph and johnny Oh, so yeah, the, so the, these poor guys, they put up this record. It's a fantastic record. And you did, like, did you hear how good that sounds? Yeah. Like, that oh. just sounds like a rocket to Russia, just a lightning bolt. How amazing that was. And I think all three of us were like, first time I heard that, I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> what was that? Damn. Damn. I want to hear that again. Yep. Yep. Uh, so good. <laughs> this record comes out. 1990, and then you get a full three years before Hootie Mac, their second oh, record. Comes <laughs> okay, out. okay. And they've barely written any of the material on this record, and it's like uh, half of it's the Shockley Brothers、um, from Public Enemy, and half of it's Dr. Freeze. And it's just like they managed to bring all of this talent together who are not them. To create this record, anyhow, so the the liner notes are hilarious because it, it like like documents all of the arguments amongst the band. And basically,、okay. the band wanted to be a harder act, a real rap act. Oh, nice. Ah,、uh. act, and they didn't want any singing. They just want a lot of hardcore rapping. They were like, "We're tired of being Belbo Devoe. We would much, much, much prefer to be、uh, you know Public Enemy or a, a real rap act." Which、Aww. I'm sad to report is not their lane. Not their jam. No, steered、no. <laughs> off the road, and so their greatest hits record is just the songs from Poison and Hootie Mac. They don't put on another record until 2001's BBD, which is、oh. sad to report did not chart. And then 2017, they come back with Three Stripes.、What? Yes, 2017. 2017's Three Stripes. So, and then they've got, of course, WBBD Boot Booty City, the remix album in 1991. But that's it. I would have. We should. We should actually <laughs> somebody to do poison as a hardcore rap song. Girl, I must warn you. I mean, that would be. I would enjoy that if they tried to to turn it into the act they wish they had been. Or or a Kenny Chesney、uh, country song. I can't believe you led with Kenny Chesney. You how much do you hate us? <laughs> But I I can't believe we get so close to eleven every week with the. Like it's the hardest thing I do every week is try、uh, to guess the songs on that well, compilation, man. I keep thinking Ben's time in Tennessee that that one of these country acts will just kind of like fall into his lap, and I'll be like, "Oh, I know this. I've got dragged to this show one year." But nope, nope,、I、no, Kenny Chesney, no, my friend. 
Amazing. Uh, all right. Well, great, great look at Boston. And New England. Ben, we spent a month in your backyard. <laughs> you, know, you know, dude, I was thinking about this, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> Timmy, have you driven across the country and back? I have, yes. Okay. Did you do the Texas route? I did, yes. So you'll I've recall this very well. Yeah. You're pulling out of Shreveport, Louisiana. Right. <laughs> you cross the border. You're like, boom, on Texas. God damn, I'm in Texas. Woohoo! <laughs> By the time you get to El Paso, you're like, I just never, I like, I can't yep. live anymore. Yeah, like, you limp into El Paso. Yeah, by like, the time I, you get to El Paso, all I want to do is leave this fucking state. And that's how state. I feel about New England. Like yeah, we've been got... trapped. We've been trapped. <laughs> we're on the road trip where like you just get lost in the maze, and we're just in a circle yeah. here. It's yeah. brutal. No, by the time you get to El Paso, you've gotten married. You have a new car. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, we had to we had to see the leaves and the syrup and the lobster. We got a lot to do here. We did. We have it fully covered. You can never accuse us of giving your your uh, stomping grounds. Two weeks from now, we meet in Connecticut. That's the That's obvious correct. move. Yeah, obviously next. Uh, yeah. Do you know where we're going next? Nope. Me neither. But uh, stay tuned. We'll figure it out. <laughs> All right, guys. Great to see you. Awesome. Happy. Well I, done, be, uh, Happy New Year. Yeah, All we right. might not see each other before the turn. I hope uh, I hope 2023 gets off to a good start for y'all. Yeah, it's going to be our jam. Indeed. All right. See you later. All right, All right Love you, fellas. You too. You. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast Networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electrocast. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.